0: Winners of the East London Challenge Cup Soon after their formation in 1885 The old Millwall Rovers are now known To their roaring supporters as the Lions
1: Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey This is Achtoon Millwall Pulling oh, the boxes, he'll yeah. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, welcome to Akhtong Millwall. My name is Nick Hart, you're listening to the number one Millwall podcast from the soulless, empty confines of the Jesky Stadium. I'm alongside Doug Hume. Welcome to the show, Doug. Good afternoon, how are we? I think this is probably the most, um, the ultimate retail park stadium. Yeah, there's absolutely no atmosphere in the home end at all. Very sparse. Very sparse
2: on the
1: yeah. Looks like an FA Cup game. Good turnout from the Millwall end. 3,000 of us in, in, in the away end. A grey, cold, wet afternoon. Rain's eased up a little bit out there. He's chucking it down on the M25 as I drove around. it's certainly cool. Gray skies, floodlights on. We're waiting at the entrance of the two sides. Middle team today. Dear listeners, John Nash and Goldback Colin McLaughlin, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson and James Meredith. Midfield will be... Um, Saville Williams on the wings, who are guests, Fred on the wings. Up front, Don Eric, Joe, Steve Morrison, Nick Gregory. On the bench, not a bad-looking bench, Dave, Doug. That's not a bad-looking uh, bench. David Martin, Romeo, Shaq on Ferguson, Tunnicliffe, Marshall and Elio. Uh, those are not bad, bad picks coming off the bench, suddenly, are they? No, well, looks like we've got options in all of the areas should we have any injuries. So, um, you never know. Well, here come the teams. Guys, you're be in all dark blue today, dear listeners. Reading in their familiar QPRS. Blue and white hoops, white shorts, white stockings. lines will be in, I guess, a little dark blue. They're wearing their sort of the moments. Good turnout out from the That'll be a full voice. will into today's game in 14th position. Reading four, points, uh, four places below them in 18th. Be looking downwards, we'll be looking to, uh, upwards to mid respectability, dear listeners. I think I do hate the stadium. Uh, I was walking down the parks, got the streets where everybody's just parked um Walking down, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's the ultimate niceness that uh, they make the average to the song. Niceness. Suburban niceness. Um, if it's up, de- bereft of any kind of um, football passion song located on a business park, retail park, there's Toys R Us, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you name it, carpet warehouse, furniture stores, all that kind of stuff, but it, it just lacks football pizzazz. Having been up to Ellen Road the other week, much as we might um, take a piss out Leeds and their, and their stadium, it's a football stadium, it's traditional, and it, it's, it's part of the soul of English football, whereas this very much is, is not. I mean, I've been to the old, the old Park Stadium back in the olden days, I just had a conversation with Doug before the start of the. Of the, of the teams coming out, at places we've been to, having been to Old Park, like um, like the Goldstone Ground and Brighton, these were old-school proper football grounds, terraces and, and um, you know, four sides. This is all very, um, very well-developed and very, very well-planned and slightly lacking um, any pizzazz. Well, here we go. Both teams um, lining up to kick off. It's going to be a taking, a taking, attacking the far end from where we're sat, sitting, standing up. The home end, I guess you'd call it. Away we go. So Reading will be coming at us in the in the away end in the first half. Reading, of course, managed by ex-Manchester United boar Jack Stan, one of those boring teams I've seen come to the dead all season. Early on in the first game, then of course they nicked that late goal, went one 0 up and um, for the last stage of dramatic 2-1 win in the end um, got ourselves out of jail there but I thought uh, as a team and as a style of play very very boring triangular you know, possession based football it's interesting to see the uh, on the news at Den they do like an away um, conversation with uh, the away fan the, the, the home club in this case fan it turned out to be local MP Damien Green who was, I think was mixed up in some scandal of some sort but even he mentioned how boring the football is so it's come to something when a a Tory MP um, criticised you for being boring. Obviously the electric news of the week, the news, the only news was the return. We covered it on, on, on Tuesday night's game, uh, the 0-0 draw against Derby. Um, it's been interesting following the, the media coverage since the signing, the signing of Timmy Cahill. There is no other story at Millwall at the moment. Um, I can't remember how many interviews, 20-plus interviews, requests for interview from the world's media. Canberra Cruz at the Calmont Road, It's um, it's star quality time there's a risky little header there back from McLaughlin he always had it covered there God, I thought he'd slipped I thought he'd slipped headed back there from um, McLaughlin three minutes in but no oh, um, the thing that strikes me um, I can't see any downsides I've said a good few times on the show so I won't keep flogging that but it's the star quality factor it's the, the global interest the media interest in Timmy Cahill which obviously reflects onto the club itself and that can only be a good thing Interviews with um, Channel Nine Australia in the week on uh, you know a TV Channel and a Sports Channel. So there is no downside, there, listeners. Is there? You don't think that either. I know you don't. Lions fans in good voice, no noise at all. That I've heard from the Reading support, three sides of it. As I say, both of the side stands reasonably well populated. The far end, home end, looks pretty sparse. In all honesty, they're not doing very well this season. I do understand. A bit of possession breaks down. This is all through. This is Gregory through. That looked like a, a, a challenge on the end of the penalty area. Nothing given. Cry for a penalty from this far distance. Five minutes into the game. There's a moment there where Gregory was breaking forwards and uh, the cry went up, as you heard, of penalty. I don't know. Too far away to tell you. I think that's the ready mob over there, but yeah, they, they look very bad. If this starts kicking off, we better run, I think. The bad boys Berkshire. not oh, Nightmare. <laughs> Reading is of course known in the modern era as the Royals, which is a Patsy kind of nickname, a bit similar to the made-up one at Crystal Palace over the Eagles. They were known traditionally as the Biscuit Men, on account of the uh, Hunt in Palmer biscuit factory that was in town, um, and hence the name of the uh, football club, a kind, of, kind of a works association. Um, the Royals, I don't know, uh, there was a thing online about when the Royals nickname came about. I, I think it was when Robert Maxwell was trying to piece together a, a, a deal with um, Oxford and um, Reading. We're going to combine into the, the Thames Valley Royals, I think. Uh, some linkage with the Royal County of Berkshire. Um, it's a, it's, it's a non nickname really. Stick with a biscuit man it has got character. Not that I'll go back to it, I know, but uh, that's the origins of it. Huntley and Palmer's, they used to do like a rich tea biscuit as a kid, I always prefer peak threes, peak threes broken biscuits in their none of this hunting and Palmer nonsense, rich teas. we had uh, peaks, peaks feet roll, just to make you go, as my old man used to tell me, make you go, give you inner, inner cleanliness, like Andrews, liver salts, there'll be a whole generation of, of generations and I haven't got a clue what I'm on about, sadly, gets clattered midfield, and free kick goes the other way, you can, you can hear the outrage around me, dear listeners, on seven minutes. Coming towards eight minutes, another referee from the, um, the catalogue of poor referees that Mill seems to specialise in, in acquiring from. Coming towards the tenth minute. No distinct shape yet, other than uh, Reading trying to pass the ball backwards and forwards. Uh, no clear-cut chances on ten minutes. Lions do look like they want to press high. And win the ball deep in their half if they get the chance. So uh, we shall see. Ball flipped over the top of the uh, defence there. That's offside. Cheers to the cheers of the Mill crowd. A little backheel moment where the uh, 17 that I might be through. 17 is M Barrow. they have a, like, a team list up on the uh, side, so you might even get some t- away uh, some, some uh, opposition players named in this game. M Barrow. Clyde Barrow was. Um, he was Billy and Clyde, right? Clyde Barrow. Barrow Royal football club up in Cumbria, near, near Carlisle. So they got evicted from the Football League. My old granddad used to claim Barrow were his favourite club for reasons that were always beyond me. Because they weren't. Ball into a box from Mur uh, Wallace clipped over by Gregory from Close. 11 minutes. First, first little break forwards, first real chance, half chance. Ball in from Wallace on the left-hand side as we looked and clipped over from Close by Lee Gregory. Yeah, the old man wasn't really a football fan, so he would deflect the answer of the, the football question, which organizes, in conversations between them. But I Barrow. He was more of a horse-racing dogs man, really. I don't know why he claimed Barrow. Probably are the same useless. It always caused a laugh when you said it. So thank you, number 17, for Reading, for uh, setting that stream of memory off there. Jordan Marshall playing the fire in front of us there. Well, uh, he, he kind of took a back pass and took a moment too long to clear it and then there's um, a ricochet off the Reading player that's as to challenge. Twelve minutes gone. A little bit of panic. It worked out for the best in the end. Lady, Lady Luck smiled upon us there, Doug, didn't she? So. Yeah, I don't think the back pass did him any favours, but no. Archer didn't do the best he could have done with that. He just what his boot for it. Very diplomatically put. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's towards Cooper, the far post. That's going to be picked up. So penalised, being over-physical. That's a sentence you don't hear very often, Fred pain lines have being over-physical. <laughs> I actually thought Fred looked pretty good in the week, i um, being a little bit harsh on him there, joshing him. He looked pretty good in the week and if he can learn some focus, maybe that's one of the impacts that Cahill will have. We've seen a lot online of um, Cahill working with Ben Thompson as a kind of a father figure type um, situation and maybe he can take the likes of Fred under his wing as well, teaching some of the tricks of the trade. And what better teacher? Here goes Fred in midfield. It's lost out there. But no, a, a great um, great presence within the club. What's, uh, what more can we say? He, he will bring that kind of star quality to the Mill squad. There have been a number of signings, and obviously there's Harry Toffolo, who we mentioned, I think, in the previous show, Norwich fullback. Um, ben Marshall, signed from Wolves, another Wolves player to join uh, his compadres, uh, George Savile and, and, and Jed Wallace. Quite a well-rated player. Uh, those that know their their opposition players, I don't. I make no claim to know anything about the opposition players or other teams' players in the lower leagues. But uh, spoken well of, he's on the bench today. It's going to be interesting to see if he does take the field and what impact he makes. A little bit of a challenge there down the far end. Seventeen minutes. Seven down the middle. They move free kick. about halfway inside the reading half to the left. The mighty wall of sound, the Monk's chant. when did the Monk's chant start, dear listeners, I remember it, a form of it, at Coldwell Lane, in the 70s, it would be teamed up with a mill and wall part of the word, but it would kind of go on for ages in the back of the halfway line, It goes a free kick, left side, left into the middle, that's headed on to the who was that, Lee Gregory? Offside, offside, offside. Oh dear, oh dear. Look, Gregory, I believe, a long way away from where we were. Headed down from Cooper. Gregory slams in. Given is offside. There we are. They won't won't show that that decision on the screen, unfortunately. But offside given. There we are. Move on. 18 minutes. So yeah, I remember in the 70s, the monk Chant going at the back of the, of the halfway line. It seemed to go on for ages. Um, it derives from those days, I, I believe. Others might have a different view, can you remember it? Older listeners, when did you first hear the Monk's Chant? And how did it occur? I, I believe it came from the, the back of the halfway line, on the, on the, on the Colpo Lane terraces. Ask Doug when did you first hear the monk chant? When, I remember it in the 70s at Colpo Lane,
0: yeah, oh, it was seven, off, I think.
1: Yes, I'm yeah, pretty sure that's when, but yeah, and it used to be with Mill yeah, it used to get ever lengthening first syllable All down the middle, Reading chasing That is an error there by Hash. Sort on of 19 minutes, it's inside, it's gonna be cleared on Meredith, will he? Murray no, he releases a little bit of an um, unflappy play, this is going to be Redding coming down that right again, that's better by, by Meredith if he concedes a corner on the left as we look, right as our attack, Comes towards the 20th minute. No, no one likes us, yeah. That, that, a little bit later. A little bit later. Yeah. So I, I do remember um, on the halfway line, it would be simply always going at the back yes, under the roof right. part. Yes, um, yeah. Um, no one likes us, uh, yeah, later than that, I that think. It
0: was just before you went for a swim and we
1: went to the toilet. <laughs> All the hurlybons, yeah, <laughs> that passed through everybody's flatters. Disgusting thought. In comes a corner from the leftist. headed cleared by Saville, and who's cleared by Williams. The bit that used to make me laugh—I mean, I love it and love it and laugh at it all in one—the the Alderton I don't know if you ever came in that end, Doug, but it's been a permanent puddle like the battle of the song down there. There's always a permanent puddle, no matter what the weather. And I always used to use the Cold
2: Blow
1: Lane so I don't know yeah no I never go it looked you know, like the pictures of the first of all is huge great puddles of mud and then the, I guess the club or someone had arranged like a line of um, wooden boxes across like so you had to walk one at a time across the boxes to get to the turnstile that was open and uh, it always used to get Sounds me like that crystal maze yeah <laughs> some good thought about that you know they, they placed it in a line you know, it wasn't like they weren't thinking about you across this puddle you, you had a sense you could disappear into the puddle and, and drown in there you know disappearing into the mud the training during the week. <laughs> Put some boxes out. It was just a fault that went into the boxes that get it would always get me every time I went over it. You know, even the directors' boxes empty up there, Doug. there's a, there's a kind of flash set of yeah, seats up there, proper kind of Alex Ferguson-style seats. Yes. And they're, they're not in there. There's no one there. Recaro seats, That's nowhere. right. <laughs> it would be soul destroying to follow your football at a place like this. Wouldn't it? It's would such a flat atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. You'd struggle to come every week here. It's just dead, isn't it? Horrible. Pause. this is Gregory. Ooh, the goalkeeper cleared it at the last moment move uh, runs pressing again higher. Lee had a little moment where he's through on goal but the goalkeeper's quick out in all fairness 25 minutes it's a product called Eurocake being advertised on the advertising holdings. It sounds like some kind of synthetic drug substance so you might... <laughs> like a zombie drug, don't you? I mean, you, know, you might know a little bit more about this kind of thing. Sure you,
0: sure you can buy in Amsterdam, whatever. And then you follow it up with your Caribou Energy
1: drink. Once you've had <laughs> your, 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 your Eurocake zombie... Be awake for a week. <laughs> Maybe they're all on it in Reading. I don't know. It feels like it in here. It feels like we're in the town of the zombies at the moment. I had it last Friday, though, they're just about to go to sleep, are they? <laughs> Euro cake. Anyone heard of it? Are you on it? I'm <laughs> um, ready. 28 minutes. Halfway inside the, the middle path, They're trying to pass the ball across the line. They are on the the, the the right as they attack. That's a deep cross and Archer should take and does comfortably enough, dear listeners. You'll be pleased to hear that. It's a launched forward ball from, from uh, Archer. It breaks. It goes to Morrison. Can he work the ball? He can't. Gregory was offside just couldn't control it right there's a little moment there no winner throwing seemingly endless pause in the game whilst this bloke uh, staggers off he's been on the euro cake one timmy k here where will he play when will he play that's the question on everyone's lips he's not here today Well, not visibly here today anyway have said they're going to nurture him back to, to fitness. He's been playing in uh, Australia, A-League football, which he described himself in one of his interviews is not up to uh, up to any level that he wants to be at for a World Cup. Hence, he's moved back to back home, the return, hashtag the return, back to the den to try and recover his former sharpness, ready for an Australian go in the World Cup in Russia in the summertime. Fred, a little, little dribbly run across the middle. He's still going. He's got McLaughlin on the right-hand side, that's a good run, a good pass. McLaughlin into the box, he's found Wallace back heel, ball bouncing around to the far end. This is Gregory over the overhead kick back into the mix, it's bouncing around and cleared. Nice run and nice pass there by Fredbuck. He did, so he looked very dangerous for well, so, Yeah, it's about yeah. the only good bit he's done, but he looked dangerous for it. He Here come Redding down the left-hand side, into the box, that's a deep cross. Overhead of everybody to the gears. 32 minutes. They, they shouldn't have done something with him in the last couple of games. He suddenly switched on. And they must have put him, uh, plugged him into the, uh, the electric supply I, I, or something. He looks good with the ball at his feet, but he doesn't seem to read the game. He waits for somebody to play the ball and then runs, rather than sort of making the run to get the ball. Unless they, they go on cake combined with caribou Energy Drink. Maybe he's had too much cake. That might be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> a, a young lady in the crowd giving the uh, the, the, the finger to the, uh, the Millwall... I'm not sure young or lady is appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> she's dressed like she's in Ibiza. And it's, a, it's a cold damn day. I mean, both Doug and I are, you know, of a certain age, but... It's cold, Doug, isn't it? It is. It's properly cold. She she must have some sort of insulation. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she's on Eurocake. Something's <laughs> <laughs> keeping her warm up
0: there.
1: She's dressed like she's walking up and down Faleraki um, main strip. Anyway, there we are. You can hear what the chaps think up behind me in the uh, in amongst the Millwall mob. Here, here come running, little uh, back heel there. It's going to be a score without for a goal kick. Very well is scored without by Conor McLaughlin now for a Mill goal kick. Comes from 35 minutes. You get the picture, dear listeners. You haven't seen it, but yet you have seen it. Poor cow. <laughs> Who says romance is dead, John? It <laughs> <laughs> is getting towards Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day movies, mate, yeah. He's trying to put himself about, Fred. He's getting pulled up a lot, three kicks. He's trying to do more, It's just to be applauded. How focused he is, I, I, I don't know, but there we are. He's, he's, he's certainly putting the effort in, let's put it that way. She's paid for three seats. <laughs> poor cow! <laughs> Here come Reading, 36 minutes. You show the quality of the game by the amount of amusements being derived from this poor uh, lady in the in the, uh, in the reading sections. Cooper cannonades off of the 23 from Mill throwing. As, as the game goes into the flagging section, so the quantity of the chance goes up, Doug. Doesn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure
2: I ever got
1: anywhere out of flagging, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> we break on there. Fred almost put through there from from Wallace midfield. 37 minutes. It's 24,000 seat stadium. Um, hard to guess what crowd is. I would think 15,000, perhaps. A lot of empty seats down the far end, as I've said. Fred on the Freddie left. Comes 38 in! minutes now. He's got Meredith overlapping on the left. Little one-two. This is Fred again. What can he do? What can he do? He's got to the byline. He's done well. Run a corner on the left side. Well done, Fred. Old Reading player being advertised on the scoreboard, Steve da- da- Death. I think he's actually DS. But as a kid, I always remember him thinking that's a great name, Steve Death. 471 appearances for the old biscuit men, in comes a corner, into the middle, it's bounced through to the goalkeeper. Oh, we've got a ball, um, out, it's broken to Saville and the referees pulled up play for what? For what? To, uh, some disagreement. That was a mistake and a throw out by the, um, goalkeeper and the referees found some offense to, to break play up. What, I don't know. This is, this is Williams now, Mill just keeping the ball quite nice Williams gets kept and wins a free-kick. 1-2 there with Fred but he couldn't make it because he had been clipped. So it's going to be a free-kick on the left side for Millwall on uh, 42 minutes, comes almost 43 minutes. Uh, yeah, why it's not a yellow, I don't yeah, know, you're right, you're right, but Um, similar sim- kind of offence, actually, click the man as you gone no past him. From what McLaughlin, <laughs> gets <it. laughs> McLaughlin gets a yellow, but we, we um, they don't. As the words, Eurocake. Roll around the stadium, Cake, get on it. I don't want to get off my nut, I get on Eurocake. And combine it with a caribou fizzy drink. Here's Williams takes it's lofted into the, uh, the far post as Morrison gets a head onto it. it's over the top of it the... yeah! yeah! oh! bouncing around the line far far away apologies I lost it there There's a header from Morrison It's bouncing around and put over from close at the end as far as I could tell hey! breaks we filled this is Fred going down the left 44 minutes little break here can Fred do anything with it he's got men free in a box he takes a shot Rebounds, it falls to, to Morrison from the edge of the penalty. And it's still bouncing around. It's well, hard to tell what's happening this far away. This is what a shot from distance into the arms of the goalkeeper. Fred gets a ball into the middle, it scans across the goal, almost put behind by the Reading goalkeeper, the Reading defender now. Before, here come Reading, breaking forwards, coming down the left side pull into the mix across the six sharp box. that's been their best opportunity the 17's asking the Millwall fans what, what went wrong there and he's getting told as well <laughs> Clyde Barrow number 17 he did fire them. I mean, it's a dangerous little cross, actually. They've not looked great in front of goals, they're touchwood so far. He seems to have the ability to find some space when something yeah. picks him up. He's all. been their most dangerous player for 17. Well, yeah. There's a half time break. 0 um, 0. Not the greatest of games, there's been opportunities done, but it's not exactly been a, a, a stunner, is it? So no, far? apart from that last <laughs> little effort, we've probably had the best of it as well. I mean, Archer's not got any dirt on his kit at all, as he tells you what you've No, need to no, know. no, they're not looking dangerous in front of goal, thankfully. We've had opportunities, parents are around at their, in front of their goal, as far as we can tell from this end. And the ball in the net, he definitely didn't look offside from here. <laughs> no, <but laughs> that's totally unbiased really, from the far end of the stadium. But anyway, it's nil nil, half time. We'll be back shortly.
0: ACHTUNG! MEHLBALL!
1: Half time, we're just talking about Tony Craig, I don't know, I mean, a great servant for the club, he's left us obviously now, the final move, as, as it's been popped, gone to Bristol Rovers but a, a great player I mean I, I, you know it, it, limited defensively perhaps but gave you everything even going back to when we were in the champ, championship before he used to do a fair job at the full back he, he, yeah. I think he lost a little bit of base but I think he, he always gave you 100% and isn't that what we want 300 appearances for the Lions I mean I had a little clip um, of one of his tackles at Leeds when he went flying in <laughs> that's Tony Craig and he had the famous um, Zorro mask at Charlton you know he, that's he, right. yeah. when you needed fight and spirit and spine in the team he got. Um, he yeah. took a lot of slagging from, from fans. Uh, not necessarily, heard. I thought. But, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the best player, but he was, it he was, was no Maldini, was he? But no, equally, was... what do we expect? You know. Uh, yeah. so he good... was no Taylor Fletcher either, was he? <laughs> good, good luck to him. No, certainly no good, yeah, no good luck. Good luck to him at Bristol. Yeah, um, probably going to be the last couple of seasons of his career. and uh, Probably not a bad place for him to, to finish out. It's a, it's a decent little club. Yeah, he's game. got a coaching role as well, hasn't he? So, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So good luck, to Tony Craig Thank you. You. Yeah. Um, a great new servant, great new career. Yeah. Welcome back at the Den any time, I would think. Oh, yeah, great yeah. Mill, Millwall fan, he's a Get season ticket <laughs> back. He sent <was>, uh, <laughs> yeah. so out a season ticket at a cold blow a forty. now, he's on proper money at Bristol. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Achtung! Millwall
1: now, listeners might know, you might not know, but I'm doing a walk, a walk with West Ham. How about this, dear listeners? I'm walking from the West Ham training ground, which is out near Chadwell Heath, to the London Stadium. And I'm not doing that lightly, I can tell you that much, but I'm doing it on behalf of a fantastic young lady, um, Isla Caton, who is uh, in need of cancer treatment. She's a young young lady, three years old, very brave young girl. You've seen the stories online story in the subject news um, mum of young West Ham fan battling cancer thanks Mill fans for their help the Lions family the Mill family have stepped up to the mark big time um, to help raise the money she can't get this treatment in the UK it's she's got to go to the USA for this um, neuro neuro neuroblastoma treatment um, same that um, uh, poor uh, Bradley, Ladry, Bradley Lowry had so um, in order to try and raise some money I've put a, a Just Giving appeal on for, a for Isla it's been set up by the West Ham um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk from West Ham's training ground with them because it's too big a cause for us to worry about um, unimportant things. And um, nine mile walk. I want to thank everybody who's put money into the appeal, I put it on there really, is just to see if I can uh, maybe put a few quid in from on the fanzines or do do some, the badge or something, try and bump it up a little bit. And so far, last time I looked this morning, it was on about 750, 770, which is incredible. I set a £1,000 as my own target, thinking that might be a bit challenging, but um, we're three calls away there and still two months to go to the actual event itself, so... As ever, the Millwall family step up. I want to thank everybody for, for putting money into it. It's a great cause. Um, I can't, um, I, I can't, um, can't imagine what it must be like to have your child going through this. Um, and as I've said a few times online I'll say again but I, I, as I you know, pursue this over the months ahead it takes a very special young lady indeed to put New and West Ham on the same side so if you do want to donate to my campaign it goes into the Bradley Lowry fund um, it's on Just Giving um, and I've put it under Actung Mill for Isla. that's I-S-L-A Actung Mill for Isla under JustGiving.com really welcome any money you can put in there from the fivers up to some have been putting up some really really generous amounts in on this um, but I want to thank everybody from the generous down to the fivers because I know that it's you give what you can, so really appreciate it. Uh, JustGiving.com forward slash act on Mill for Isla. Um, you'll, you'll see it on the Twitter feed as well. So thank you very much, everyone that's done that.
2: Achtung Millball.
1: Well, there's not many t- time tweets. Not any halftime tweets on account of the reception here in the majesty Stadium. So I'm unable to bring you much in that direction out for the second half. Majeski Stadium is of course named after John Majeski, Majeski the uh, chairman I believe of Reading. They've got Chinese ownership at the moment but uh, he's still chairman. Named the stadium after himself. Um, he generally waits a year dead before you have things named after you but he, he named his own memorial whilst he's still living so clearly not a gentleman. Something of the cad as uh, Worcester. Jeeves might put it in Wernie Wooster's uh, novels. You know, for the first he's on Eurocake. He's on Euro-cake. They're, they're, they're. Loyal, loyal support. What loyal support? and make some noise! That's what Eurocake does to you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so about first half battle. It fucks you up. <laughs> <laughs> Down with Eurocake. Get it off our streets. It fucks people up. Lions get us underway, second half, dear listeners. This half they'll be attacking us in the uh, the away end, so we'll have a little bit more view of the Lions' action anyway. More clear cut chances for Mill in the first half. Uh, Reading. Mill ball into the box from Steve Morrison. My, my thought drifted there. Ball bouncing around, this is McLaughlin. Williams does well to control that. Lions just um, straight up and at it at the start of the second half. Pulled into the box, straight into the arms of the number one goalkeeper. 45 minutes. Gregory chases his man down. he a goal. All across the box. Morrison goal connected connect. It falls back. Across, across the box there to Steve Morrison. This is Meredith now. Little Charles Stairs, little real break opportunity for Lions on 53 minutes. All from Gregory across the box. That's gone straight down the middle two to the goalkeeper. Just a lack of... Um, Lack like of killer instinct. There, really, wasn't it? I mean, the ball across the box. I think his radar went missing. I'm not quite sure how he. I don't did know, that. know what he did. He, he put the, the shot in the wrong direction. That's for sure. First real chance of the second half. Of the lines there. Ball into uh, the full Steve Morrissey just couldn't connect properly with it. 54 minutes now. Cold starts to numb my, my 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 senses, listeners. You might you might make uh, you know, criticize me for making nonsense statements soon. It's the cold. Lions fans doing their best to fire up the team just need that first goal 57 minutes getting coming forwards at the moment coming down our left dances into the penalty that's a shot on target it's across the face of the goal going for a goal kick on the right hand uh, go across the right side of the goal he's going for a, a, a goal kick coming towards the 60th minute he's dancing into the penalty area again a looking dangerous going, going down that left side corner it's a goal kick goal kick excuse me Lomir comes in McLaughlin goes out as predicted just looking a little bit flaky down outside where McLaughlin was going yeah certainly second half Well, first half they were all right but second half we these caused problems yeah Marlon's in back towards the goalkeeper Morrison chases it in the defence are going to clear it after a fashion, back again, it falls down, it was Romeo. It gets clipped the penalty, it's going to be a free kick. As Romeo tried to dance past his man on the left-hand side, 61 minutes, it's going to be a middle free kick, that was Fred, apologies. Fred wins a free kick on the left side. 29 reacting to the middle crowd that always a good sign when they react to the crowd. We got to him, the 19, not 29. He's got, a, he's got a haircut, as you can hear, he's got for an unusual haircut, kind of like a die up on the top half of his hair, the rest of it is au naturel, so it's going to be a free kick, at left side as we look, right side is more takes, it's going to be several it takes, 61, 62 minutes, cut's passed, to be floated in by Savile. it's deep, big, big, it's headed off by the six of the line now. Carb Poulter would have curved in, good work by Savile. wins a ball back in midfield. field. pressing forwards now, Jake Cooper, oh long, towards Morrison, can he get his head to it, he can, also lead Gregory, can on, take, this is Marlon, It's floated ball back towards Wallace, that's headed up and the goalkeeper takes on the line. No real power behind that header, Lines are dangerous, we, we've turned it up a little yeah. bit, haven't we? All right. yeah. Here come running down our left. All into the middle. That was all, all uh, well clear. They're on the break, this is Wallace. Movesman in front of him, he's got Gregory. Can he make it? The goalkeeper's out in front of him. He just cleared it off the foot of Gregory at the last moment. Last break, the lights have slowly raised the game, dear listeners. they turn trying to gas up. John Majesty, owner of the stadium, owned a newspaper called Auto Trader, which I think is probably... Die a death now and they also trade up like, the exchange and mart and all those loot remember loot exchange and mart used to be um people used to buy the exchange and read it and it's always fascinating it's just an paper full of adverts younger listeners probably won't know what i'm on about but it was a newspaper primarily just to advertise services goods things sex you name it um, and it was, it was a massive seller and they also trader obviously purely for cars but um, those those products have, have gone. That the internet's killed the uh, the newspaper industry in that way, isn't it? Back to Fred. Fred's on the break. What's he got going? He's got he's running himself into a channel. He's almost taken it out. He's gone for a throw-in. Halfway inside the the reading half. Not a bad little run. He's had run out of options slightly. Meredith's not really been attacking today at all, has he? No, he's just a little bit off, off the boil, has not he? A little bit off the boil, Meredith. Got going a few yards. Another throw-in. Right hand side as we look, about uh, halfway inside the, the Reading half, Meredith takes, aims at eight. Morrison who's, who gets ahead to it, it falls to uh, Gregory, can he take a turn? He just can't, it's behind, this is Wallace from the edge of the penalty area. he's got Marlon. Shot, into in middle no And deflection! Marlon Romeo! 70 minutes! Shot of the, the left between long right as we off the deflection into the net. 1
2: 0 0 Marlon Romeo! Took a deflection there, I that... Yeah, the deflection, head. yeah. I think I've credit
1: to Romeo that took a deflection. I think he yeah, played for it, though. 1 0 Wool! Yeah, I, they, they looked like they we were getting themselves yeah, back to the game. The, the other end of the pitch, but it was a good. Yeah, nice, nice little break. Shot into the box, deflection, but, you know, we'll take those opens up a little bit, Reading are going to push further forwards now, this should give us a chance to break, all we've got to do is not concede critical words, there's a blue pyro smoke going down to our right, there's a boat vaping to my left and there's Eurocake on the Adler balls, there's a drug-infested den here, Break on the halfway line, this is Morrison, 72 minutes, he's paused, he's got the ball into the box, this is Gregory's in the mix and Gregory do it! 2-0! 2-0! So, yeah! Lee Gregory! Beautifully carved out mode! Steve Morris down and Daniel Lambda, right? Finds Lee Gregory! Very, very tight angle, dear listeners, very tight angle, and he slots it home. Beautiful take, beautiful take. Well taken, charge. Really, take. well. really well, really, really. Yeah. tight angle. Yeah, done well done, right? it been spot on. Yeah, brilliant. Really. 2-0 for Millwall. Fans making for the exit, 72 minutes. Good guy home, Some dis- disgruntled fans. Cauldron of hate around here. Cauldron of hate. The devil of hate. <laughs> <laughs> pressing forwards. Will bring away. Will substitution. It's going to be uh, Wallace coming out. Ferguson coming in. All we'll the rest for Jed Wallace. I imagine this for. The breaks, a long season. 75 minutes on the clock. 15 minutes for Ferguson to come in. assuming yes. we're we'll able to rest Wallace. Got a football coming might, might not bring on the new fella. Yeah, why not bring. On. Maybe he's not match fit. I don't know. Why is he on the bench then? That's no, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a clear push, as you heard. And we'll get it away. They can bring it away. There's a free kick oh. conceded. Edge of the penalty area. A referee can wait to concede that. It's going to be a free kick from Reading. A dangerous position. Looks like on the edge of the D from this distance. Fairly central position. So it's going to be a chance for a shot on goal, which will be their probably their first direct shot on goal. It's going to be the 14 that takes the guy with the uh, the haircut. The chap with a haircut that takes. Edge of the D. Slightly left, but fairly central position, as I said. Shot over the bar. Not that far over the bar. Not that far away. No. It's, what, foot over the bar, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Up, high enough, but you know, it's closer than uh, you wanted. Oh, Still, if it was going in, Archer wouldn't have got there. It was. Uh, he had it covered. As <laughs> you were about that. <laughs> We've got to be careful. We don't let them back into the game. They don't give me even a sniff because uh, they've not looked very good. They've looked very um, 2 fresh, so they've not looked much at all in front of goal, Doug, have they? Have they oh, no. But they but had two, well, that was probably their first shot, and that had was just one where the guy came down here and put it across the ground. Yeah, the that, that's right, in the that's first, half, first yeah. half, yeah. They haven't had anything else, have they? No, did. nothing. Great tackle by Marlon Romeo. A little moment there, where one step and they would have been through a goal, as it was with a Marlon Romeo tackle. Fred's on a run, coming down the, the right, he's just took it too far. A good run by Fred, just one yard too far at the end of it. Oh, Romeo! <laughs> I confuse Fred and Romeo. I'm going to have to send myself on a, a, a kind of rehabilitation course of some sort. Aren't I? Oh dear, I'm sorry. No free kick. yeah call the flag. they a corner, by two yards removed old-fashioned turn by two yards removed so it's like the fat owl of the remove Billy Bunter it's floated in by Savile. near post points for corner. 84 minutes nice. Bacina, Bacina has bird shit. Bacina bird shitter on his header. Steady stream of Reading fans making for the exits and that wonder, KFC, it's where them a little wonder, more than I wonder if it's cheap Euro-cake <laughs> They've had, had a lot of corners done, but they've they, they shown no, no threat in front of goal so far, anyway. No, no it's all outside the box. Yeah, the is short, coming in from the, uh, the right side, that's launch clear. It's a decent performance by me. we never really got out of, um, you know, not really hit top gear, have we? Have no, you, you can't really say anyone's had a good game, to be honest. I mean, they've, all, they've all done their job, and yeah, just, yeah but uh, take a 2-0 away, wouldn't you? Shatton's done well for me in midfielders. Yeah, should. I agree, yeah, I think so. And Hutchinson struggled, but he, I think he's done a good job. Yeah. Morrison's held the ball up well. From hey! down there clutching his face. Referee's allowed play to go on. Morrison on the floor. He's all, right. he's all right now. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> That's a miraculous recovery. <laughs> Thanks to Eurocake. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been a great game, no, really, no, but, no. you know... If you're going to have a, an ugly win, you'll you yeah, on the winning side of it, won't you? Looking at the playoffs now, then aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> We're looking up. We're looking up. <laughs> Look it up. Reading just put the ball in from the left side. That's across the box. That's punched clear by, by um, Jordan Archer. Still headed down there. Back across the the, the middle of the box. That's going to go for a goal kick. Little moment there. Let show of replay of it. Well, was a little flick header on, on goal, but uh, Archer was equal to it. And chasing the goalkeeper back there and puts it into touch under pressure. This late in the game, he chasing the goalkeeper down. Speaks volume for Steve Morrison. we wait for two away wins in their they'll code to come in succession all season. Looking forward to the cup game away now, I guess. There it is, final whistle, dear listeners. A good routine, functional 2-0 win for the Lions. Fantastic goal, the second goal by, by Lee Gregory. Um, Reading didn't do much for me today Good performances were set by Jules Savile Steve Morrison going to shake the goalkeeper's hand Lee Gregory for taking that chance My man of the match Jules Savile in midfield Put himself around, defense looked good Reading never looked dangerous Big thank you to Doug Hughes for joining me on the show No, he it, thank you I'll see you again soon Gregory's come over to give a shirt to a little point of cloud That's nice to see Nice one. A applause from, the, from the Lions fans there. We're going to close out there. back after these messages, dear listeners. You're listening to Achton Millwall. Huge welcome to the show, to a
0: new
1: Where's Teddy Bellamy? Welcome to the show, Ted.
2: Thanks very much, Nick. Uh, pleased to be here.
1: Um, yesterday, what a good result that was, Ted. Um, hard grind, but I thought we deserved it overall, mate.
2: Yeah, me too. I thought we were very organised, um, which clearly is, I think, the first port call for any away side. So, yeah.
1: keeping
2: a clean sheet and you always got a good base. And I thought I mean, they never really troubled us. They had that winger who was...
1: 17, wasn't outside. it? Yeah, um,
2: but I always thought we were comfortable, and I, it took to the second half of the goals to come. But uh, I was never worried that they wouldn't come.
1: No, I, I think the fear, and I think Neil Harris said after the game in his post-match comments that um, the fear was that we'd have so much, uh, so many chances, and then they would nick it with a sucker punch, which was yeah, my my inward fear.
2: A few times, I think away this year, isn't it? For yeah.
1: I mean, I was saying post-game, Ted, and I don't know how you feel, but that result yesterday was the kind of result we weren't getting earlier in the season. Good performances, but no reward, you know.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And I think that's what a lot of the fans probably felt on the way home as well, talking to, to quite a few of them. It's, it's good now, I think, that we turned that corner with our away results. I and mean, the performances were always there. Yeah, Maybe Leeds got that monkey off our back a little bit. And now there's something that's clicked there and we can turn turn these performances into into wins away from home.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've written down um, an ugly win. I don't know if I'm being too harsh calling it an ugly win. It wasn't the greatest of games. We had more chances in that first half than I probably gave it credit for, Ted. Watch the um, the highlights today. We had a good few chances down that far end, didn't we, in the first half?
2: Yeah, we did. I thought we played really well the first half. Um, was it an offside goal? Um, I'm not sure if that was... A touch. Or not. I'm not seeing that back, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I watched the the sky highlights and I was looking for the same. I think it was a, half a step in front. Close yeah. decision, in all honesty. But,
2: which you fair up If it's the right call, it's the right call. Um, but I think we we put the pressure on them from the first minute, didn't we? They didn't like playing out from the back. No. And they tried it every time. And Gregory and Morrison, I thought, were really, really good in sort of pressing up high and trying to win the ball back high up the pitch.
1: Well, that was the key for yesterday's performance for me because we did press from the very front backwards, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, early chance. Um, some good exploitation of Jake Cooper's height. I mean, there's a lot of dead balls towards Jake and then the headed back across the area yeah. um, approach, which was quite effective.
2: Yeah, I think we used that uh, tactic quite a lot against Leeds as well. And we did. He's, he's a big asset for us, isn't he, and that... Yeah. In the opposition box. Um not many players in this league are going to beat him in the air, I don't think.
1: No, and he had a point to prove. He's gone back to Reading yep. and he wanted to show them the error of their ways. He's a developing player, Ted, isn't he? Um it looks he always looks better with Hutchinson alongside him. Um it looks more settled with, with Hutch as he's as he's sidekick, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think just that little bit of extra experience, I guess. Um Open, open him along the way. Um, and obviously a few times I think this season we have seen Hutch doing that covering job around him if Cooper does make that slight error. Yeah. But I think he's looked really, really good this season, Cooper. I was probably a bit worried when Webster got the injury, thinking is Cooper ready to step to come in and play an extended period of games for us. But I think he's looked Looks solid. Great, yeah. And I'm surprised I'm- really that Reading did let him go.
1: I mean, one of my notes here I've written is the, the defence was, was pretty solid. The only um, caveat I'd stick in there, I thought McLaughlin looked a bit wobbly as the game went on. They st- yeah. seemed to find joy, didn't they, attacking him?
2: Yeah, and I think um, that barrow on the left-hand side for, yeah. for Reading yeah, was causing kind of problems. And I think especially after the booking, yeah, it made it almost impossible for him to go into any tackle. So, being yeah. on Romeo it was definitely a good move and maybe changed the game for us.
1: I think he did. I mean, the second half was key. I mean, at the end of the first half, I, I was um, it was it was okay, but you could still see it going against us if uh, if we got unlucky, you know. But the second yeah, half, a, yeah. Marlon coming in, I thought he turned it in their favour, really.
2: Yeah, he did. I think he gave us a little bit more defensive in shorts on our right hand side, maybe a bit more pace to counter the uh, the winger. Yeah. And then coming forward, obviously got that goal. I'm not sure if he's been credited
1: for that one, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I thought in real time it was, um, I mean, it was a cross, wasn't it? It wasn't the hmm. shooting. Um, but I'd, I think it'd be harsh not to give it to him, personally.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. I don't mean no defender wants an own goal by the name either. us. So I would <laughs> give it to an attacker
1: in those sort of situations. A, a, agree with Reading that it was a Marlon on Romeo goal. I mean, I, you can <laughs> see the case for it, for it being OG, but um, that, that broke the game apart, really, didn't it? From that point onwards, we were never going to lose, I felt.
2: No, um, I agree. And I also think with us having the 3,000 fans we had there making noise already, as soon as that first goal went in, yeah. and the fans then step up that little bit further, and the Reading players were under a lot of pressure, I thought. Um,
1: well, they weren't used to fans. that kind of noise, yeah. um, Ted, were they? Yeah, I mean, the...
2: and, um. Yeah, after we went 1-0 up, I couldn't really see us losing from there.
1: No. And the second goal, I, I, I felt, was a great goal. Um, again, Morrison picking a ball up from a tackle inside our own half, and a, a great break forward and good work with Gregory. What a finish, Ted. What a finish.
2: Yeah, I thought it was um, a great goal, actually. Yeah, Morrow winning that ball. think um, yeah. Gregory's little run makes that goal, I remember sort of watching him feign to go far post, and Back back into the near post to get in front of his uh, centre half, and then great little touch around the keeper and a good finish from a tight angle as well.
1: I thought he'd taken it too far there, Ted, didn't you? In, in, in real time.
2: Maybe I think you always trust Gregor's. I think uh, we've got to trust him. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, he did really well. Just to, just sort of wrap his foot around the ball, didn't he? Just uh, tuck it into that corner as well.
1: Fantastic finish, absolutely. I mean, it, that that settled matters after that. That was it was yeah. game over and. The uh, the depressing Reading fans started making for the exits, didn't they? Immediately, um, what a depressing stadium and and club that is, Ted. I, it's it's really on a downer, there, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I mean, it's it's hard to, uh, to maybe define how they they can fall from being yeah. a few kicks away from the Premier League to being struggling the season after. But um, yeah, there's obviously things not right there. We um we met a couple of Reading fans. In town right. before the game, and no, just not happy at all. They said if they lost yesterday, that Stam should be sacked. That should be his last game. Right. Um, yeah, not happy with their selections. I I think Vandenberg in the midfield is actually a defender as well. So right. they've actually got six defenders on the pitch. So <laughs> there's big problems there. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean they play this possession style. We see a lot of it this season, don't we? Um, and we are the. The opposite to that. We, we, we get the ball, we want to move it forwards fast. I, I, would, I would hate to go to football week in, week out and watch that um, back and forth across the, the halfway line style. It would, it would depress me.
2: Um, I mean, I've just always just think played just jumps as well. I mean, if you've got players in your team that can do that, I think that's maybe fine. You can move the ball on the floor, but quickly on the floor. Yeah. But the back and forth is a bit boring. The fact is, they just weren't very good at it anyway. The defenders didn't want the ball, no. um. So they're trying to play a style of football which their players just can't do. That's what it seems to me, and that's why more more times than one we are uh, managed to win that ball with their defenders, like Morrow did for for Greg, Gregor's goal.
1: It was a fantastic goal celebration, Ted. And um, you know, I, I, there's a few people have posted online. I think I think Neil Harris says the same thing. There's a real. Bond between this team and the Millwall support, isn't there? 3,000 of us yesterday, and that celebration, and also at the end, the Lee Gregory came over to give his shirt to a little boy in in the crowd. Money can't buy that, mate, can it?
2: Nah, not at all. And I think you're absolutely right, especially maybe coming from one of our worst times as a club a couple of years ago, going down into League One. Um, In the two and a half years since then, what Neil was built there I think it's incredible I think um, players that really want to play for the club fans coming back now supporting their club away like 3,000 yesterday is a massive support for us away from home Yeah. Um, the atmosphere was great the whole way through the game and I think with, with the point now even if we have a bad result the fans won't get on the players' backs because they know how hard they're trying um, how much yeah. they care about playing for us and it's great to see it at the moment I think it's a really exciting time for us at the moment
1: it's an honesty of performance, Ted, isn't it? I mean, I, I think if the fans are seeing good, solid Millwall performances week in, week out, and we we can't complain results go for you or against you, but if you're seeing that level of performance, you'll you'll get the the honest reaction of the Millwall support back, won't you?
2: Yeah, and I think that's right. And I think even with our way results first half of the season, um, we didn't stop. Sending thousands of people to these away games because the fans can see that the performances were there. And yeah. We were unlucky quite a lot of the time, and now that we're getting these three points and getting the rewards for our travelling. Um, hopefully, there's a few more away wins to come this season.
1: There was no sign yesterday of any of our new new signings, um, Cahill and, and Toffolo. I've seen on probably seen the same on social media. They were in the crowd, but they weren't on the mm-hmm. bench or you know in in amongst the matchday squad. Um, Bar sure I thought might have made a, a, an appearance But uh, Neil chose not to um, But these will be critical players And they've, well, Cahill especially But had the others too have Raised the spirit of the club Though I mean, it didn't need much raising did it But it's, it's, it's stepped forwards
2: Yeah I think it definitely has Especially obviously the who won That just gets Immense. the fans on a bit of a buzz yeah. way. I mean I think a lot of fans there yesterday May have bought tickets expecting to see Cahill oh, yeah. At some point <laughs> um but but there it is ted
1: that's that's bums on seats that's star factor isn't it that's Um, the effect
2: yeah and especially with a hopeful home game against spurs coming up soon yeah which should be another big turn now if we could put a performance in there and maybe some of the fans that will turn up for that one that don't normally turn up might um be convinced to stay especially if Kale makes an appearance in that one um and again a couple of uh left-sided players? Is that right in and
1: Toffolo's and- uh, left-sided, and I believe. I, I don't know Marshall at all, but um, people online who do rate him quite highly and I believe he's a left-sided player as well. Yeah, so
2: I think that's probably a bit of a weakness for us, particularly yeah. with O'Brien being out at the moment. Um, I get a bit more pace and skill on that left-hand side. Um, yeah, I think really, really good signings and without spending any money again for us. And Neil somehow seems to find these players on a bit of a shoestring budget.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the recruitment team, I'd say have done really well for us. I mean, I, I don't know how much impact they had on the Cahill deal. That's probably exists in its own own world. But I generally hadn't heard of Toffolo and I don't really know Marshall at all. But these, not Shaquel, in all honesty, but they they find these players and when you see them, they, they look the part, mate, don't they?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, um especially when you think that there's no money being spent and some of the money banded around at the top of the championship at the moment is yeah. ridiculous terms that's what we're spending. Um, yeah, and we're just finding these players. And I think I'm liking the idea of maybe putting them on short-term deals in case things don't work out. Yeah. Um, clearly with Wallace and Savile, we had them on loan before us. So we knew all about them before signing them, which was, I think, a big plus for us.
1: Yeah, I mean both in playing terms and also in character terms, because that seems to be a major factor in all this, doesn't it? Is what kind of character are you? Do you fit in with a group? Are you a are you a member of the Thursday club as we read about online? You know, it's, it's that that kind of idea. Are you Bertie Big Bollocks? You know, um, it's a bit. It's highly important at our club that everyone is a Millwall player.
2: Yeah, and Neil I think mentions that quite a lot in his yeah. um interviews and press conferences that he always looks at the personality first, I think, when bringing the player in. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. And I think you could tell that on the pitch, everyone's fighting for each other. Everyone loves playing with each other. They're all their best mates um, and they give their all for each other. Absolutely. I think that's great to see.
1: I'm just looking at the news at Den. They've got their player ratings. Um, in real time, I, I thought George Savile did, well, yes, did well yesterday in midfield. Um, the the online star man is Lee Gregory. Who would you go for, Ted? As your your man in the match yesterday for the Millwall?
2: Uh, Sutherland Gregory would be my top two as well, but I yeah. would give it to Gregory probably for the goal as well. And I thought the way he hurried their back line, yeah, for ninety minutes as he does every week. Let's be honest, but I thought he was yeah he was superb.
1: I mean his reaction at the end speaks volumes for him as a as a player and as a man. I felt I mean it, 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 that was a beautifully taken chance. And his first thought is to celebrate with a middle crowd. That, that, that is invaluable. 8.5 on News at Den, Ted. I think that's, um, that's probably about right, actually, as a, as a yeah, rating. He did well yesterday, didn't he?
2: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I th- but I think they all did well yesterday. I think without many, maybe many, too many standout performances, but everyone was solid. Everyone did their job.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, won their 50-50s, fought hard. And I think that's, in the end, what's brought us out on top.
1: I also want to mention Fred, um, Teddy, because um, a bit of a much maligned character, um, and he has his moments. Yesterday was one of his better performances. I felt he shows a bit of pace and a bit of a little bit more. Um, he, he's being well schooled, you know. They're trying to get him to to go in the right way, aren't they?
2: Yeah, if Fred's Someone we all want to do well because he's got yeah. so much potential um, to him. I'm, I like watching Fred when he plays. I think. He brings that extra bit of directness and pace that we need and he'll try and beat his man uh, every time he's on the ball, which I think is great yeah. for us to see, especially on the counter-attack away from home. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to see how he does if we give him a bit more of an extended run on the team, maybe maybe with, with O'Brien being out now. Um, yeah. You Neil know, should maybe say to Fred, the left-hand side is yours for a few weeks. Um,
1: Make it what you will, you know. Yeah. Exactly,
2: yeah. Rather than the bit part, of um, appearances, we do see, which maybe doesn't help him in his development.
1: No, you're right. I'm looking at the the league table. We've we've clearly got um, a cup game uh, next next uh, Tuesday, I think, isn't it? Rochdale. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rochdale. And the the allure of the of the prize of a potential home game with with Spurs, which will occupy a lot of people's minds. But the bread and butter and the most important task. Would you agree, Ted? Is is the league, and um, we're looking upwards at the moment. You know, we're not um, we're not looking down anymore. We're looking upwards, aren't we? In the table. fourteenth now.
2: Yeah, I think we are, especially now we've got the um, the away win monkey off our back, and now yeah. we can believe we can start winning points on the road. I think, yeah, I think we're well entitled to look up now. I think always have a little bit of a eye over your shoulder just in case, but I think it would take a disaster for us to go down now. Um,
1: it would take a defensive collapse, wouldn't it? Um, it would
2: do, yeah. And I think, especially now, we've brought another defender in and shackle to cover. Yeah. So even if one of those, Cooper, Hutch, do get injured or suspended, we've got cover there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't see us really throwing this position away now. Um, which is why, I mean, for me, we have to put a first team out on Tuesday night and get that big draw. Give the cup Spurs. a go.
1: Yeah. No, I see, I see the argument. Um, obviously, Derby is Friday night. Um, not Derby, Cardiff. Sorry, mm. looking at uh, Derby in the table. Um, Cardiff is Friday night, just quite soon afterwards. Um, but this, this is football. This is the big time, isn't it? You know, you have got big games. You need your big players, don't you, to 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 uh, to achieve?
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think I'm not sure how much Neil would trust the fitness of the players to play Saturday, Tuesday, Friday. I think they're perfectly capable of doing it, a lot of our first-team players.
0: Yeah. Maybe one or two uh,
2: could be rotated, but um, we put uh, maybe a weaker side out in the the home fixture against Rochdale, and they didn't really deliver the goods. So I think it's time for the first team to come in and sort of put the tie to bed and get us that big capture. and even if that means maybe having to leave a one or two out against Cardiff, um, I don't see that as a so major be issue because I think, like you were saying earlier, we are comfortable in the league now. The league has to still be our priority, but I think we can maybe rest a couple of players for one game in the league. I think we've earned that, right?
1: The the, the home game with Tottenham will be a a big event. It'll be a full house. Um, the the club will benefit as a consequence, TV money as well. Um, so yeah, I, I I can see the um, the need to make an effort to get to that point. Just looking at the table, I mean, we're, we're looking downwards. Um, we're twelve points clear now of Hull City in the in the third relegation spot at the moment, um, and then Bristol City in sixth on fifty-one. So, what's that? That's thirteen points in front of us. So, you know, um, it's a major achievement if we can finish in this level, and and, and we must have aspirations, Ted, of. You know, finishing higher up the table, um, anything anything above 14th would be a major result for us this season.
2: I definitely would. I think I remember saying at the start of the year I would take 21st place and stand up on the last day. Yeah. Because um, it's a difficult division, this one. But we've competed really, really well right from the first game of the season. I've never looked out of place, I think. And, yeah, I mean, if the team carries on performing as they have been recently in this sort of upward trajectory we've got now, I think we're dark horses for the players for next season, definitely.
1: Yeah, I think next season is probably more realistic. Um, there's only 16 games to go this season now. So we are looking at the, um, coming towards the final quarter of the season. The signings of, of, and especially Cahill, but the others too, have given a real buzz about the place. I mean, there was a real sense when I arrived yesterday, you probably felt it too, Ted. There's a real sense of anticipation, um, you know, and you, it's not often you get to say that at the den, is it? You know, people are looking looking with their, their, their chins up, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, it's weird because we normally have at least something to moan about and now we've got <laughs> nothing, Everything, everything's looking too good. It's
1: All we can moan um, about is that Tim is not match fit at the moment. Yeah. That's that's about the biggest yeah. it
2: gets. But, um, yeah, I completely agree with you. You were 3,000 Millwall fans, I think, yesterday. And everyone was, yeah, just excited. Be there, like you say, the anticipation of it all, and even on the way home on the train, everyone's just having the time of their life. I think supporting Millwall at the moment, and you see it on the on Twitter and things like that, and people are in a good place. I think the fans and the players are as well.
1: It's great and stuff. If we can
2: keep this going, I think we are a force to be reckoned with. When you've got the fans and the players together at Millwall, I think that, that really creates something, and we've seen it before. Yeah, with the likes of Jacket. Um, I think we've got that back now.
1: Fantastic. Big thank you to Teddy Bellamy, first time on the show. I hope we'll do it again, Ted. It was good.
2: Yeah, me too. It was an absolute pleasure, Nick.
1: Nice one, mate. Thanks for making time this Sunday morning. Teddy Bellamy. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are
2: out of here.